F-O-1. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. From FO One Media, this is Casey slash The Wave, kind of a double episode here. I'm here with Carmen Morales, who's the co-host of The Wave from FO One Media, and she is a co-writer for our first ever mini-series, Casey Becoming the Most Hated. Thank you for being here, Carmen. Thank you for having me. All right, so when we kind of started thinking about this being the idea for the first ever mini-series, mm-hmm. you know, I was looking around at podcasts and seeing what mini-series were out there, Yeah. and I was surprised to see that the story of Casey Anthony was not one of them. So I thought it was a great opportunity to kind of capitalize on something that, ha- that you know, isn't out there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I've watched movies such as Prosecuting Casey Anthony and the Investigation Discovery series about the story. But for people who like things in podcast form, I thought that this was a great opportunity for FO1 Media as a, as a whole mm-hmm. to put something out there that I feel like is still in demand. Yeah. So what did you think when you started thinking about the Casey Anthony story and how much did you know about it going into the creation of the series? Um, Well, when you first mentioned the idea to me, I thought it was a great idea because like you said, there was nothing else really out there about it, about Casey, about the trial, about what really happened. Um, Going into it, I just remember when you first brought it up, I remember thinking in eighth grade how I remembered hearing about it from our English teacher, Miss Otto. I don't know if you remember her, but Miss Otto, (laughs) um, how she had brought her up and what kind of happened. But then again, we were in eighth grade, you know, she didn't really go into Mm -hmm. too much detail or anything. So I kind of just had a general idea of what happened instead of actually knowing, you know, details about the case and forming my own ideas on what I think happened or anything like that. But going into this, researching it and finding out more was really interesting. Absolutely. So we're going to kind of walk through episode by episode, kind of what we talked about, kind of from the writer's perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So episode one, we're talking about kind of the background of Casey Anthony. Right. You know how her pattern of lying and deception really started. Yeah. You know, so you talk about the relationship between her and her parents, which is one that kind of took the nation by storm. I guess you would say just the oddity of the Anthony family. Mm -hmm. Right. So you had Cindy who kind of is mad at Casey for getting pregnant so early. Right. At 19 years old. Yeah. And. She feels like from the research that we did, right, that she could have done a better job raising Kaylee than Casey would be able to. Mm -hmm. So there was already some hostility and some bad blood there. So really, it was just a foundation, a foundation, excuse me, of just mistrust of just not being able to trust anybody at any time for any situation. Um, So let's talk about what happened that day in June. Right. There, 
I mean, obviously, there's no way to know for sure what exactly happened. Yeah. But we did our best research, and we kind of pieced together a timeline of, okay, here's what we really think happened. So, Kaylee goes missing for 31 days. Mm-hmm. And as a mother, Casey does not react the way most people would if their child went yeah. missing for over a month. Yeah. What do you think would have been the first red flag for you if you're a friend of Casey's, right? Because mm-hmm. she, all her friends kind of said that she never, you know, showed to them that anything was wrong. Mm-hmm. So I guess let me, let me rephrase my question, right? So if you're a mother, how long does it take for your child to be gone for you to say, look, there's something wrong? Well, I mean, we know from our research that she was supposedly with her babysitter or with her nanny or whatever, right? Zanning the nanny. Right? <laughs> so I feel like for me, if I was um, Casey, that it would just be, you know, going to go pick her up and she's not there. Mm-hmm. You know, if if an attempt even was made, like if she actually was with a nanny or whatever and she exactly. went to go pick her up, like that'd be the first thing. Like I'd be going crazy. Like, where's my kid? You know, mm-hmm. like I trusted you with my kid. Where is he? Um, but I feel like as a friend of Casey's, I'm not sure what it would be like the first red flag, because like you said, she didn't really let on that anything was wrong, that anything Mm -hmm. was going on. But I feel like since it was so long, I mean, it was 31 days. That's Mm -hmm. a long time to not, to not see somebody, anybody in general, especially if it's your child. But I remember researching that when Casey had Kaylee that all of her friends would like help out and she had like a whole bunch mm-hmm. of roommates well, and they would help take care of her. Yeah. And that's the craziest part about it was the first two years of Kaylee's life. Casey was a great mother mm-hmm. by all accounts. Yeah. Right. All her roommates, all her best friends say she did everything for Kaylee. Mm-hmm. Like there was the perfect mother daughter relationship. And like you said, she had all those people to help her along the mm-hmm. way in raising Kaylee. And that just makes me wonder, like, did nobody notice? Yeah. You know, especially because she was living in an apartment with a few roommates and it just surprises me how long it took for somebody to notice. Yeah. But that's the thing is she had to be forced to notice. Right. I mean, she didn't, nobody else knew until her parents forced her to come with them. Mm -hmm. Right. In their car to go back home. In which she started to lead them on a wild goose chase, right? Saying, oh, "Oh, she's over here making excuses for why they can't go pick her up. So let's, so that kind of takes us into episode two, which the first time that she's really starting to get into it with investigators, Mm -hmm. right? So she's lying right off the bat, right? And within the first day of them knowing that Kaylee is gone, she's already on the hot seat, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you talk about Detective Yellish who is interviewing her at Universal Studios where she said she worked and she didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, why would somebody lie like this? I think this is the, the same no question you ask about whenever you think about Casey Anthony in general mm-hmm. is what compels somebody to lie as much as she did? Yeah. And, to, and she's she's smart, right? Oh, don't no, don't get definitely. It, don't get it confused. Yeah. She's a genius. Yeah. Because her lies were so articulated, so calculated, that if anything were to go wrong with them, she would just tweak them, right? Just a little bit. bit. Mm -hmm. And there was always enough leeway for people to say, oh, that makes sense. Okay, I'm not Mm going to, you know, question her any any further. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just wild. Those those years between 2008 and 2011 are insane, right? They find Kaylee's 
remains in the woods. They positively identify her. They her parents visit her in the jail, mm-hmm. right? And and she's so nonchalant. She's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna be out of here." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm never gonna forget when we were in the car. We were listening to some of the interviews about her, and when you showed me the one where. Um, I think it was her mom or her dad or mm-hmm. somebody that was like, they confirmed Kaylee dead. Yeah. And she was like, surprise, surprise. Exactly. And that's the, that that's kind of the, the, the tone that she carried throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Is it's so obvious I'm innocent, you know, like mm-hmm. it just, it really struck a chord with people yeah. and it really kind of gave her a bad look right from the get go. I mean, if she's surprised, if she is surprised that she was hated as much as she was, she's crazy <laughs> because she set herself up for that. Mm-hmm. Right. So then episode three is the trial, and this is when things really take a, a turn for crazy town. Oh, yeah. Right? So Jose Baez has three years of defense attorney experience before mm-hmm. this trial. Three years. There was even some talk that he wasn't qualified to defend somebody in a um, capital murder case, right? Yeah. In a, a case that has a chance to result in the death penalty. So he goes in there, and his opening statement is crazy. I mean, he's talking about how George molested her. Yeah. How she learned to lie. How Kaylee accidentally drowned in the pool. I'm pretty. You heard the opening statements mm-hmm. of that, correct? He came in strong right off the so, bat. So, I mean, if you're a prosecuting, if you're a prosecutor, mm-hmm. and you hear those opening statements, I mean, what's going through your head? Because what's going through my head is. This is a whole new case now. Like, we've got to attack this so many different ways. Like, this is not what we thought we would be coming in here with. Yeah. So, what was your first reaction when you, when you heard Jose Baez tell the jury, look, this isn't her. It's it's George Anthony. It's her father's problem. Honestly, it was a jaw-dropping moment for me because that was just a twist that I really wasn't expecting, which obviously probably was the whole goal of him <laughs> yeah, saying exactly. that. Um but once you start thinking about it, it's like, oh, you know, what if that is what's going on? What if that's really what happened? What if that's why Casey became such a liar, you know, such a mm-hmm. pathological liar? But I don't know. I feel like he did a really good job with that opening statement in creating a lot of doubt. Yes, you know, exactly. And that's kind of I wanted to get to that. Is that the, that's the theme. And we kind of went over it in the series was Jose Baez never really wanted to prove that Casey was innocent. Yeah. Right. She, he never wanted to prove that. Well, I guess wanted to prove Casey was innocent, but he didn't want to tell the jury like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it wasn't trying to reverse the prosecution's argument. It was just trying to say, look, their argument is not strong enough. Yes. It's not enough to put Casey behind bars. Yes. And the problem with the prosecution is they believe that their case was so stone cold I mean, but the problem is, is it was DNA evidence, circumstantial situations, mm-hmm. right? The hair, the the chloroform, the the duct tape, right? The, the main problem is, is they can never get an autopsy report. Yeah. So nobody really knows how she died. I mean, that plays more than anything into the defense's mm-hmm. favor, right? Yeah. Because you can't check the lungs to see if they're filled with water, to see if she drowned or not, yeah. right? It's just bones, and you can't do an autopsy off bones. So, let's kind of transition now into the verdict. Okay. Casey Anthony was found not guilty of 
of everything. Not even child neglect. She didn't even get child neglect. The original yeah. thing she was arrested for. Yeah. And it, on the surface, you're like, that's crazy. There's no way she, she should be walking out of that jail. Mm-hmm. But we started to think about it a little bit more. And what did I tell you? I said, look, if I'm on that jury, okay, and obviously this did not affect the way that I wrote the series at all. Yeah. Okay. The problem is the jury did the right thing. They applied the law as it is supposed to be applied. Yep. Right. They did what is in their job description as a juror. They said, did the prosecution prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Casey Anthony murdered her daughter? Because if you get into the deliberation room and you're thinking, oh, I don't know, you know, it could go either way, mm-hmm. that's your vote. Your vote is not guilty. Yeah. Because you should, if you don't get in there and say, yes, 100%, Casey Anthony is guilty. I mean, that's just how the judicial system or the court system works, you know, and it's not perfect, you know. Do I think Casey Anthony do it, did it? Do, I, do most people believe Casey Anthony did it? Most definitely. Yes, I... I most people believe the the vast majority of the public opinion is that Casey Anthony had something to do with this. Yeah. Did the prosecution have the evidence to prove that? No. No. So really, if you think about it, this was the perfect murder. I mean, she truly, I mean, like we said, she's smart. Yeah. You know, and it's unfortunate because, like, I watched one of these news reports that broke the story of her getting not guilty. You know, and they said, somewhere out there right now, the devil is is laughing and the devil is dancing, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, as Americans, it's our job and our duty to respect the jury's decision. Yeah. But it's hard in cases like these. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it varies from case to case. The whole case is just really baffling to think about, you know, just in its entirety. Thinking, because like you said, most people, and I'm one of these people, I know you are too, that believe that she did have some set, some sort of role in Kaylee's murder. Mm. But, I mean, it's just really sitting down and thinking about it, thinking about the trial, about all the evidence presented, about arguments on both uh, the prosecution and the defense. I mean, they did a really good job of creating that doubt. Yes. And that's that's all they really needed. They need they didn't need to prove like that she didn't do it. That they, need, they didn't need to they didn't need to prove that name. someone else did it. Yeah, they right. Just that's to why they the came doubt. in with the argument of it was an accident, yep. right? Because that's the easiest thing to defend. Jose Baez did a phenomenal job. Oh, I mean, for absolutely sure. spectacular yeah. job of defending Casey Anthony. And he would go on to defend uh, Aaron Hernandez in his trial. Oh, so he's kind of turned into this go-to guy for big profile case um high profile case mm-hmm. uh trials. trials so jose Baez definitely made a name for himself that day definitely and jeff ashton you know i have to give respect to him he's the first ever did you know he's the first ever prosecuting attorney to incriminate somebody like find get a guilt guilty uh verdict, verdict based purely off dna evidence hmm, i and did not know that that was before the trial of Casey Anthony and he was forced to really do it again, but now with even a shorter hand, right? Because all you have is what the root branding from Kaylee's hair in the mm-hmm. trunk, yeah. the smell of chloroform, which really could never really be confirmed, right? Cause there were scientists on both sides saying that there's no way to prove that that was really the cause of the chloroform in there. And then you have duct tape, 
which turned out to not be as strong of an argument as I think they thought thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing from the beginning to end is one of the craziest stories I think this country will ever see on a national stage. I think for me, what really got to me like right from the beginning was the 911 call. Mm. When Cindy Anthony calls and she's like, it smells like there's been a dead body in the trunk. You know, before she even knew that Kaylee was dead, before that was even a possibility. Like, at the moment, she was just missing. She, like, the nanny took her, Mm -hmm. you know? And then just hearing that and then having that in the back of your mind while everything else unfolds is, like, that just really is what did it for me, thinking Casey had to have some role in it, you know? It's just the story really did change Mm -hmm. from June of 2008 to... May of 2011. Mm-hmm. It went from my babysitter took my daughter to she drowned in the pool. Yeah. And so basically, it's just, I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's a hard thing to think about because yeah. there's so many different sides of it. And you can look at it, as, look at the situation as a whole from so, so many different angles mm-hmm. and come to different conclusions. And that's why <clears throat> both sides defense and prosecution said, will we ever really know what happened to Kaylee? No, because the only person who knows that is Casey. Yeah. She's the only person that knows what happened to Kaylee. The only one. And people want answers and they still do to this day. Yeah. They wanted them then they want them now. So that's why I felt like it was really important to kind of give the full scope right on both sides. Here's what Casey did wrong. Here's what Casey did right. Here's what the prosecution did right, but here's what they did wrong and why they didn't get the outcome they wanted. Yeah. So, unless, do you have anything else to add? Because, you know. <laughs> um, I just wanted to add on how earlier you were saying that they found her not guilty even on child neglect, which is what they originally had arrested mm-hmm. her for. Um, I think that it's, <clears throat> what really baffles me is that they got her not guilty on all of that, yet she went to jail for lying to the police yeah you know like i think she definitely See, the did. child neglect i think i think that was generous yeah she i definitely think they could have got her off on manslaughter and first degree murder but child neglect i don't see how that wouldn't have been in there yeah you know that means that they listened to the defense's case and believed every single facet of it that means that they truly believe when they were in the deliberation room that she just died in that pool because that's the only way that they could say that Casey did not neglect Kaylee. So it was so they took the defense's story and said we we're voting because this is what we believe happened. Mm-hmm. So props to Jose Baez for in that whole defense attorney's a job, defense attorney team, excuse me, their roles in in defending their client because they did an amazing job. They did their job. And they did exactly what a defense attorney has to do. Yep. And that's prove reasonable doubt. So whether we like it or not, you know, whether, a good we, lawyer. No, we like, we, whether or not we like the outcome of the story, the story itself is one that we should remember because a lot of things came out of it. You know, Kaylee's mm-hmm. law in Florida, where if you provide false information in regards to a missing child, it's a felony. And under that new law, Casey Anthony would have been sentenced to 20 years for providing false information. Yeah. So it's always easy to look at the negative and say, you know, 
whoever's out there that did this, if somebody did it, because again, we don't know, mm-hmm. is still walking the streets because nobody's behind bars for the death of Kaylee Anthony. And that fact still remains the same today. So it's important to understand that there are positives that are going to come out of this. Mm-hmm. And the wheels of justice turn slowly, right? But they're always turning. Mm-hmm. So do you have anything else to add? Or I don't. I good? think that was all a right. good note to end on. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to Casey Becoming the Most Hated. And we really appreciate your support of FO one Media. And thank you for listening to The Wave as our next, or excuse me, our final episode will be Tuesday. So be sure to tune in for that. I'm Brett. And I'm Carmen. And we will see you back here next time. Bye, guys. Bye.